you're listening to Say Yes to Travel with your host, Sarah Dandeshi. Okay, cool. Well, welcome back to another episode of Say Yes to Travel, uh, the coronavirus pandemic edition, which is, I, I know. And here I have one of my all-time favorite people. And I don't know if he knows that, but I absolutely adore my guest today. Um, he is Gosh, I, I don't even I don't even know where to begin to introduce him, but his name is John Decker and he's amazing. He is the travel guru. I have to, I don't think I know anybody that knows more about travel than John. So John, welcome. Thank you very much. <laughs> I mean, I know I sound so excited, but this is true. This excitement no, is real. <laughs> it is true. Yes. It is. So my so my latest hold on here's my latest rant that I'm pissed off about. Oh my god, I love that you're starting off with a pissed off rant. Bring it, bring it. So the the damn airlines are now trying to change the rules in the middle of the game. Okay. Under their contract of carriage, says that if they delay their flight by more than sixty minutes, or if they cancel it, your non refundable ticket can be refunded. Oh. However, they're now saying, well, you know, if it's still non-refundable, it's still going to be non-refundable and you have to use it down in the future. Well, I'm just waiting for the first lawsuit to be dropped because there are a few fights going on. I've heard uh, if you challenge them on Twitter or if you challenge them online, giving mm-hmm. in and refunding tickets, but bottom line is, is that if you have an international flight, no matter when you purchased it, no matter when it was going, if it has been canceled, you are due a 100% refund. You know, I, by the way, okay, this is what I love about you. And for everybody that's tuning into this, we didn't even get into an introduction of who you are, but you just came in just sharing all the goods and that's that's who who you are and that's totally how we met and and you're right because actually you and i were talking because i had a flight scheduled to india which was canceled and you better believe it i am requesting a refund that's right i'm still it's still pending but i've applied for it and i love that you you know this industry so 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 why don't we go ahead and actually can you Shall tell everybody back? why don't we go back or, and can you tell everybody who you are what do you do in relation to the travel industry my father and mother immigrated to southern california in the late 50s at the time my dad was the station manager at, for american airlines at lax mhm That means he ran the operations for American Airlines in the late 50s at LAX. Mm -hmm. Um, I was born in the late early. I was born in 64. Uh, My father then opened a left the airlines and opened a travel agency in Orange County in 1963, Orange County, California. And Mm -hmm. fast forward many years, I uh, got my degree in international uh, business. And then I found the largest gun I could in the world blew my head off and went and worked for the airlines. (laughs) After I got over that, after two or three years, uh, I completely pivoted 
And uh, uh, do you know how the airlines, or have you ever seen those airplane models that the airlines give away? I have seen those. Not So not I started a company with a friend of mine uh, building that stuff back in the late 80s. Oh, wow. So left my airline career, did that, uh, got bought out in the mid in 1994. And um, uh, then I, uh, um, my father had a health issue. Mm-hmm. And uh, I dropped into his business in around 90, end of 94. And by, um, by 1998, I, I took it over completely. Uh, I've had a travel agency now going 100% under my hands for 20, uh, what are we down? Well, yeah, 20 plus years. Oh my gosh. And have ridden all the waves of commission cuts to 9-11, to the downfall in the economy, to where we are today. Which is which is crazy. I And to, to roll back and share with everybody, what I love is how we met. We were at a travel event and you came up to me um, because we have a mutual friend and you came up to me and we're like, so when do you want to like learn how to make real money and get out of the concierge business and become a travel agent. And I was like, who is this guy? He's so ballsy. What? But yeah, you were right. And, and there's, I mean, and what, you know, and all the different facets of this industry, like but being able to see that, but being able to see something in you. Oh, so I don't know if you can hear that. Oh, I can hear that. Is that a so point? I am in, I am the West. I am currently in the West Valley of Phoenix. Uh-huh. Right, to, right by Luke Air Force Base. And that is a wonderful United States Air Force F-35 making its departure. Well, I figured no be better way to... right behind him here in a second. They normally go out in twos. Uh-huh. We'll see. So, no yeah, I saw, I, saw you as a, uh, <laughs> I saw you as a, uh, st- uh, uh, a rough diamond that needed to be polished. Oh. <gasps> You were too kind. Well, yes, and and I definitely, uh, I have have learned so much, and there's still so much more to learn. But it's really opened my eyes to all the different, just to a larger, larger, um, more facets of the travel industry. Oh yeah, and I've just have always worked in hotels and saw things sort of through that lens. Um, but now just seeing other sides of it, and and as far as being a concierge. And what I've always said, and that's what the whole purpose of my videos and being online is, I've always said going beyond the desk. And for me, then even having travel agent capabilities has literally let me go beyond the desk. I'm now not just helping people in Los Angeles. I'm helping people go to Chamonix, France, helping people go to other parts of the world. And it is really exciting. Um, so, so want to kind of like ask a couple questions here, just considering the current state of affairs, which I know yes, that ma'am. you alluded to that um, a little bit, a little bit earlier. So how, as much as you're comfortable sharing, but like, how would you say that your job, your role and specifically, maybe your industry has been impacted by, you know, the coronavirus pandemic? I haven't made money since January. Yeah. March, uh, whatever, 24th today? Yeah, it is. So I haven't made any money since January. Mm-hmm. So that, and I probably won't make any more money in the foreseeable future. Uh, and I'll be getting in, in line with everybody else here in the United States, trying to get an SBA loan to 
carry myself uh, to where that ending point is. And on a daily basis, I just continue to dream about uh, this being over and moving on and, and getting back into where, uh, where we need to go and what we need to go and see. What what are what are you doing differently right now? Is there anything to do differently? Obviously, I mean, no. it's, a lot of it just has to. Literally, literally, I'm I'm holding hands of people that haven't been in this industry long enough, making them understand that if you have a client still booked with an airfare in April or an airfare in May or an airfare in June, to sit and wait, mm-hmm. because as I explained to you, bashing down the door when I first started talking. You are, I think, better off waiting to get to that departure date if you're looking to get your money back. Agreed. That's um, excellent advice. Excellent advice. If you're thinking that you want to you want to cancel something now, and it's it's for July, and you bought something that's non-refundable, you're there is zero chance of you getting your money back if you go to and cancel it. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Number two. Anybody that's used an online travel agent, mm-hmm. it's tough. Sorry, you, you guys have gone down the wrong road, and I'm hope I hope you've learned your lesson and that you'll never use one again. Uh-huh. There are a ton of quality individuals that are selling travel and understand the world of travel, and you should be dealing with them because you'll be paying the exact same amount as you'll be dealing with that online travel agent. Mm-hmm. But then you actually have somebody that's in your corner should issues arise, as opposed to online travel agent. And then you're next thing you're calling whoever, and you're talking to a call center, probably not based in the Which US. has now closed because the Indian government has closed call centers in various locations. <laughs> exactly. Within India. Yes, I know, I know. As they've done with British Airways. I know. I love how you just you just nail it so directly. But I mean, but that that's the current state of things. And I, I think so often people try to tiptoe around it, but that's the reality of it. And and people definitely need to be far more knowledgeable when it comes to travel and, and booking travel. And and I and the other thing I feel is um, that airline travel will become more expensive in the future. You think? You think that there'll be a dip first and then more expensive? Uh, yes, I think I think that airline travel uh, will once it's starting to come back again will be very expensive, uh, because the airlines will not uh, have the capacity or the manpower to get up and running as quickly as they want. So that actually brings me to my next question. Uh, I know it's hard to pinpoint like an exact sort of timeline just because we are in this very ambiguous time. We don't know when things are going to kind of start going back to normal. So since we don't know really our starting point, we don't know how long we're going to be in this um, sort of quiet time. But how would you... What type of timeline are you thinking things might be as we come out of this? What, how do you think companies and businesses in the travel industry are going to like move forward? Ten days ago, I said that uh, the United States airline industry, domestic travel will stop. Mm-hmm. I'm still under that impression that domestic travel will stop mm-hmm. uh, in the foreseeable future. Uh, coming out of it, uh, I would say the end of May. Mm-hmm. I'm guesstimating, but uh, again, reading reading some of the things I've been reading uh, coming out of Asia, how it seems to be ricocheting 
uh, particularly back in Hong Kong. Yes, I saw that too. Right. So um, what's going to happen? How? What kind of effect is that going to have? Yeah. Uh, that's a huge question. Uh, okay, so now New York is fine, and now Louisiana is sick, and then California is sick, and then Las Vegas is sick. Well, how many weeks is that going to take? Yeah, you're right. You're right. No, I, I think that we haven't even seen the stop yet of domestic travel. Correct. It's such an interesting time. Um, how do you see this changing the industry moving forward? Well, I, I think we're going to get rid of a lot of OTAs. Mm-hmm. I do. I really feel that online shopping of travel will uh, will re- be reduced. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think that you will see a lot more discounters uh, come up that sell directly to consumers. And probably a, a good business model of that right now would be Allegiant Airlines. They're building their first hotel in Florida. Uh-huh. They sell online and they do have some phone support that's in the United States. But I do see that, be- that which is a kind of a more of a European platform, I would say. Yeah. You can go to one one website or one company to buy it all, including the air, the car, the hotel, but it's all one company that's offering it to mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to become popular. I really do. Um, oh, interesting. Interesting. So definitely more of these, well, I guess, packages? Definitely more of that, uh, of of consumers being able to deal with somebody on a discounted platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, via the phone or via the internet. Yeah. Where at TA currently, there is no support. There is no chat. There is no, hey, can you help me? This yes. is a completely different model. So I think that that's going to become, uh, I, I do think that the consumer is going to become a lot smarter. Realizing that, oh my God, I've gone to the OTA. They did sell me the insurance. And now I just realized that that insurance is with ABC Corporation, mm-hmm. who I now try to reach out to, to see if they're covering what I've bought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As far as the government is concerned and the bailouts that the U S government is, is doing with the domestic airlines in the United States, I'm hoping that, that, um, there are, there are, uh, rules of the game that if the U S government being our tax money is given to any of those airlines, that they have an X amount of time period to pay it back but that they also now have to pay taxes like everybody else does and that the uh, uh, vice pre- the presidents or the CEOs should not be making millions of dollars mm-hmm. and be selling their stock uh, back, uh, buying their stock back to make their shareholders more profitable. They should be investing in their corporation and their employees. I also don't think that the airlines should be outsourcing their baggage claims, their um, um, they're in, in some outposts like Long Beach in California. That's, that's not true American airlines. It's handling it. That's being outsourced. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Right. Know. Yeah. So that I w- you need to have pride and ownership and you need to bring those people back in. If you're going to bail out the cruise lines, I think every one of those cruise ships, if they are headquarters in the United States, they should all be flagged U.S. carriers and pay taxes. And then under the laws of the United States. So if somebody does get hurt or if there is a problem on that cruise ship, no matter where it is in the world, if it has a U.S. flag on it, it should be then under U.S. law. 
Yeah, no, certainly. And and speaking of the cruise ships, uh, I've been reading a little bit in regards to the travel industry getting a bailout. And if, you know, with that being the case, that some were even saying that potentially the cruise industry might be the last to receive assistance. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I'm fine with that. I don't, I don't see that being a problem. Yeah. They've made millions of dollars and they've stuffed it away in banks overseas. Why not? <laughs> Why not? I do feel sorry. I do feel sorry. I, I really, truly do feel sorry for Richard Branson yeah. and Virgin Cruises, Virgin Voyages, because uh, that should all be going on right now with the inaugural mm-hmm. ship. I was supposed to be on that as well. Yeah. Um, it is case sera, sera. Exactly. Good insurance policy that's going to cover it. I, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, d- definitely hoping, hoping so. Um, it just is so interesting, just like where we're at. Because, so for for example, I was actually thinking as far as like travel for this summer, for example, <clears throat> maybe not necessarily flights, but I I have a feeling that should those people that are still able to have a summer vacation or have that itch for it or need to because they have families that we might see a rise in road trips and, and domestic travel in that capacity. What do you, what do you think? I I think it just comes down to what I was talking about earlier in regards to how the virus is moving around the country and in quarantine when. Yeah, no, well, certainly. I mean, that's, that's a big, a big part of it. And I think that that's still, um, to be determined to see how the season also affects it because traditional viruses oh, yeah. also kind of tend to go there. That's why there's a flu season. Uh, going going back to what you had just mentioned about the cruise lines, uh, I just got an email about 20 minutes ago from Royal Caribbean mm-hmm. said they plan to start cruises and they didn't give their de- departure destinations, but they plan to start cruising again on May 12th. Wow. Plan to start doing Alaska, the Alaska program until July 2nd. Interesting. Uh, yeah. I think May 12th might be a little too early. I would think Alaska and July 2nd should be fine. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But Sarah, you and I Sarah and I, you and I could come back, you and I could come back to a conversation again in 14 days and be on our head and 180 degrees from what we've just spoken about. Oh, of course. And that, and that's also what's been so crazy about this is how quickly it's been changing and how quickly right. our lives have changed. So it right. wasn't even necessarily just business, business aside, but then our actual lives, like you have to stay at home. Like there's no, you don't go out unless you're going to the grocery store or the gas station. Um, Correct. Or unless you happen to have a job that is you know, deemed essential. But I mean, even now, as far as like going to public parks and stuff like that, there that's a big no-no because this past weekend, everybody was crowding the beaches and the park. Right. Like it was, I mean, I, I kind of understand. I'm not saying that they should have done it. It's like, I understand. It was also super rainy. The weather's been crazy. And so nobody's been out. And then finally there was a little bit of sunshine and it was the weekend and everybody was like, get me out. But Yes, and that's why I've escaped to uh, the West Valley here in Phoenix because uh, I was in the pool about an hour ago. Oh, it's eighty-two degrees, and um, we are keeping separate uh, from other people. But uh, you know, 
I can still go jump in the pool and cool off, right? Yeah, of course. And and by the way, thank you so much for taking time out of your pool session to come talk to us. No worries. <laughs> um, no worries. Um, so what would you say your biggest lessons are, or the maybe not yours, but what we've seen, like the biggest lessons that we've learned um, just so far um, going through this pandemic, whether it's personal, whether it's also business related? Uh, that, the, that here we are still how much time into it and- and the large unknown is still happening, right? That 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 our government, uh, and and it has nothing to do with politics, but uh, the British government last week, people were outside. Mm-hmm. This immediately, eighty percent of your salary is being paid. Mm-hmm. No questions asked. Nothing. It went right through the parliament, and and here we are uh, on a daily basis. Uh, getting information that is, uh, uh, I'm just trying to figure it out. I'm just trying to figure out all the information that I'm getting. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm still, and we we talked about at the beginning, I I still can't go and get a small business administration loan because they haven't put that, uh, it hasn't been put on the president's desk yet and signed. Yeah. So so, um, I wait just like everybody else. Uh, and and um, and see what the next day brings us as far as uh, um, anything, anything yeah, in a- as far as anything. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean, I think I, I, I'm, I was. I'm curious. I mean, one of the questions we brought up in regards to the quarantines going on in Hawaii, right? You fly mm-hmm. to Hawaii, they stick you in a hotel for two weeks, right? Yeah. Do I get room service for free? <laughs> I right? Don't Are they think sending so. booze? Does that include a per diem? What's going on? <gasps> that would be number one. Number two, the, the guy that flew me there with the flight attendant, right? Mm-hmm. Does she have to be? Don't they have to be quarantined? Right. That's a good right? question. Do you have uh, any idea what the occupancy rates are like in Hawaii? Are they zero because all the hotels are being closed? Got it. No, I mean I would presume that it would be the same as Los Angeles, New York, Chicago, like everywhere. Right, right, right. Uh, I, 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 I am, I am lucky that I do have clients that have their own aircraft, or I was able to get them on aircraft to get them to Hawaii, and I got them into house rentals. Okay. Uh, they've left places that were cold and snowy, uh, and and they'd rather be in Hawaii, which I totally can understand. And, and they're not planning on leaving. They're planning on staying in Hawaii. So do you, which you actually brought up a really interesting point. I want to ask you, how do you think that this is going to be affecting Airbnb? And are people going to be going more to house rentals versus hotels? I, 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 okay. And that comes back to probably that I'm old. <laughs> I'm very much a non Airbnb liker, uh-huh. have used and do love VRBO, which mm-hmm. I probably the same company now, right? I have no idea. Um, I don't know if they bought rental them, by owner, but yeah, yeah, vacation rental by owner. Uh, I've been using now for since they first started, and and yes, uh, uh I would rent a house, yeah, in any time I can, anywhere in the world. Well, if I can rent a residence uh, versus a hotel room, I'd probably do it. Unless I'm going to be going to Paris and having to stay at George's, George's Sank and having uh, 
a uh, food and break food and beverage credit and breakfast every day. Well, that would be a completely different travel experience, and and I think one that most of us would raise our hands and say yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. Yes, okay, please. so why don't we wrap this up on a on a positive note? Just because we, I know we've had to talk about such serious stuff, but it is the reality that we're living in. What do you love about travel? Uh, freedom that I'm able. Go anywhere on earth and go and, and, and enjoy it. I love that. I love the house distinct that Thank was you. as well, too, because I agree with you. It's that that freedom, there's something very liberating about it. Yes. Yeah. Just just just, just standing in the middle of uh, standing in the middle of a field outside of Nairobi <laughs> listening to the insects uh-huh. around. Yeah so quiet and you can hear the insects marching i mean right it just shows you how small our world is and how interconnected we are even though we don't feel that way right now but we'll get back there no no you're right (laughs) well john thank you so much this has i i can't you were just oh my goodness every conversation that i have with you whether it's on a recording like this, or just even our phone calls, you're always full of so much information and you're so generous with it. So, and, and I mean that like- Only to certain people though, okay? Okay, well, thank you for, okay. for letting me be part of the in crowd. Yes, of um, course. <laughs> but uh, since we will be sharing this, where can people find you? Can Whether um, your business, whether you want to do social media or how can people find you and get in contact with the amazingness that is John Decker? So uh, on that Instagram thing, I'm John Decker travel and I'm Dutch. So that means Decker is spelled D E K K E R, (laughs) not the German way of D E C K E R. Perfect. Exactly. Okay. So it's John Decker travel. And uh, we have a little travel agency with a landing page only called surfcitytravel.com. Perfect. Yep. Nothing nothing special about it because uh, I don't sell on the internet. Well, you're also just so so approachable as well too. But um, so for anybody that's listening and wants the best of the best, this guy knows his stuff. So I'll send him in the right direction always. Yes. So John, thank you so, so much for today. I really appreciate it. I appreciate that you took time out of your swimming this afternoon. I'm a little jealous, but hey, I might be joining you next week if things keep going this way. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But thank you again. And thanks to everybody that tuned in. Uh, Definitely keep listening and we'll have a lot more interesting people on. So thank you all. Stay safe. And uh, when we're back at it, travel happy. (laughs) 